You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 43. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Noel. Together, we are the OmniFit. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to dig into today's conversation. I'm going to be honest, uh, this episode was not the easiest to record. We want to be sensitive to these kinds of topics while also bringing truth to the conversation. And this conversation just sheds a little bit of light on the topic of body change. Some people in the body positive camp think weight loss and self-love can't coexist. While many in the diet and fitness industry encourage some level of dissatisfaction with yourself in order to make any changes. Is there a right or wrong way of thinking regarding body change? That's what we're going to talk about. And so where is that line between being aware and being disordered? Um, So I'm super excited to jump into that today. I want to say just a little disclosure before um, getting into the episode. We are not diagnosing or providing any type of medical advice in this podcast. Our goal is to create a conversation around tough topics and meet you right where you are right now with encouragement and truth. And I'm confident that you're really going to enjoy what we have to share today. Oh, and before I forget, we are in month three of our Fit Me Forever membership program. And wow, I wish I could show you guys the screenshots of the progress that is being made in this group. I'm so encouraged by these ladies. There are personal bests being made like every time these gals are completing a workout. It's it's really crazy. Their feedback has been awesome about the app's functionality as well. And we want to invite you to join us. When you join, you'll onboard immediately into our mobile app and get your profile all set up, and then you'll have immediate access into an onboarding program directly from your phone. So literally, you could join right now and know exactly what to do in the gym um, today. It's truly brainless in terms of following a system. There's no wasting time in the gym or on pulling up spreadsheets or accidentally forgetting your notebook. Um, It's literally all right there on your phone. And I'm in the chat regularly answering all of your questions and posting tips as well. Plus, you do have access to -to one-to-one accountability calls at our member rate. So if you did want to connect with a coach one-on-one, that's an option for you as well. My point is, is that you have to check this out. You can use the code FMF40 and save 40%. And that's 40% a month for as long as you're a member. Just follow that link that's in our show notes below. Alrighty, let's hop into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are super excited. I'm here with Coach Jody and Coach Taylor. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And we're jumping right into what I would consider a pretty hot topic. Can you love your body and still want to change it? What do you guys think? Yeah, hot button topic. 
this can go all different directions. Button for sure. Yeah. Just because I think, I mean, anyone now, especially in the social media world is just so hung up on um, the new trends or fads, I guess, um, with dieting like keto or intermittent fasting, but a trend is now um, this, this overwhelming self-love, but it's missing a component of discipline that is kind of pushed to the side and thought of being disordered. And so that's a whole topic we get to welcome into that's, that's very heated, but also we get to kind of um, share our thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. We get to like break it down a little bit, you know, um, for you guys listening, we, you know, that we talk a lot about our intuition, about our mindset, about, um, feeling our feelings and experiencing life to the fullest. I mean, after all, we're, we're fit me forever here. Um, and a part of being fit me forever means not dieting. A part of being fit me forever means not exercising every second of the day and having, um, you know, what I'm going to say is balance, but for you, for those of you listening, you know, that the way we define that balance is going to be different for each person. And so this topic kind of came up. Um, it's actually come up a lot frequently with a lot of my coaching clients, um, a lot of uh, social media conversations. And so we just decided that we needed to kind of dig into it here and share our perspective on that topic, because we talk a lot about self-love and about body positivity and kind of what that means. But at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of the people that are coming to us, a lot of you guys that are listening, there is a desire to change what you look like. And coming off the cusp of our, you know, Fit Me Forever um, lifestyle changes and our core four and talking a lot about the process of change in general, there's a huge aspect that I've seen of guilt around wanting to change our bodies. And then there's this judgment of wanting Mm -hmm. to change our bodies and thinking that we're less than because there's a desire to change what we look like. So what do you think, Jody? I think it can get to be a very twisted and complicated message. And um, when we dial it back to like the core four and the framework of change. Um, It's going to be individual for each person. And so I think that when, like in coaching, when we talk to individual clients and we talk to our audience, like we're doing right now, is really asking the questions, the individual questions that help someone assess, are they in a healthy place for where they're at right now, even though they might not be happy with what they look like. So are you doing those, like Taylor talked about in the last podcast, those practices, the practice is actually the consistency that yields the results, right? And so we know, again, like back to the habits, is your habit of thinking disordered? Do you think that your discipline is disordered? Or are you moving in a direction where uh, you're, you're moving in that practiced discipline in order to make those changes that will bring about the long run? And so part of that isn't just what we're, what we're putting in our mouths. I think it's how we are thinking about our body and the change that we like, would like to see happen. And you know, depending, and it doesn't even matter what size you are, are you the healthiest for the size you're at is the question. But let's face it, if you're 
you know, blood pressure's off the charts and your, you know, your labs aren't looking good and that sort of thing, you're not going to, you're not in a healthy place and it requires some change and it probably requires some discipline. And so can you love yourself in that place? Yes, absolutely you can. But I guess I always go back to the idea of stewardship. Are you being the best steward of your body and therefore the best steward of your life? And that means looking at your body as your asset. And it's the asset that has been given, the number one asset that's been given to you to care for. And so are you doing that in a way that is, you know, um, it is responsible and you know, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm probably rambling, rambling now, but it's, it is the, um, mm-hmm. are you really, are you loving yourself appropriately is really what it comes down to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I love, yeah. I think you the... touched on. <laughs> go ahead. <Tay. laughs> Sorry. There's a lag in my, there's a lag in my computer. It won't go away, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Jody, how you were saying too, with, with, in regards to making choices that are controlled and it's all about self-care. And even if you were having health issues and blood pressure off the charts, your body and you wanted to change it, that's healthy. And even if you were healthy, you were, you were thin and say you didn't love your body, that's still an issue. Um, Either way, side of the coin it's always about having that compassion, whether you do or do not want to make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that harsh judgment that this culture is starting to accumulate um, towards choices, whether the choice is to change or to not change, mm-hmm. I believe is becoming the issue. Mm-hmm. And not, not to mention that it changes throughout our whole life. Um, we're going to look different. We're going to have stretch marks. We're going to have high blood pressure in different seasons of our life. And, and to be able to prioritize those changes, is going to take grace and understanding for everybody in different seasons of their life. And it's just a matter of time till people really realize that and say, okay, yes, I am going to put myself as a priority and my health. Um, but just cards are dealt with different people. Um, and I just think, it's just that harsh judgment of the choice that needs to be evaluated because we are all healthy. It just looks different in different seasons to different people. Yeah. I think it's a courageous honesty too with, you know, not just looking in the mirror, but when I, when I say like looking in the mirror, looking internally and um, you know, looking at what is your body telling you and are you, are you courageously acknowledging, you know, what might be going on um, that needs to change? Uh, for you to be the best steward of, you know, this, this asset that you've been given. Um, It's hard, but I think that's a loving thing to do to be courageous and say, yeah, I think something needs to change or, um, but not, it doesn't have to be to the extreme. It just, it's, it's that those little bit better changes and those, those practices, you know what, you know, I, I've, I've been going through the Dunkin' Donuts drive through too, too much, and it's causing this impact <laughs> on my life, right? And I just went and, you know, my, I'm not saying this isn't happening to me personally, but there's, there, there's causation to the things that we experience, the health effects that we experience because of choices that we've made 
um, either, um, you know, there, there's cumulative choices over time that definitely make a difference. And so, um, you know, are you, I think it's courageous, again, back to just courageously loving to admit that, you know, something might need to change. Um, but how that change occurs is nobody can define that for me other than me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Are we totally off base on this one? <laughs> no, I am, it's a tough I'm, subject. It is a tough subject. I love how you're talking about stewardship and um, taking care of our body. Something, a conversation that's come up a lot recently that I have found to be super fruitful in my coaching relationships. I'm going to share it here on this platform for you guys that are listening. Is challenging you to like, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're listening to this, just take a moment to just think about your body as a person, like personify her. Think about all that she has already done for you, where you are in your life. You could have birthed children. Who knows what you've already done today? Um, All the stresses, all the things that your body has done for you. Because a lot of times when we don't appreciate what our bodies do and how we're living inside of them all the time, there's this lack of value and the value system that our society, our culture, and our world puts on the body puts a lot of value on how your body might look, not necessarily what it does to perform and that it was really this asset, as, as Jody, you were just saying, that we were given. And when you start thinking about your body as being valuable, when you and just think about other things in life that you find valuable that creates a priority. It creates a structure to, in which we make decisions, a filter through which we make decisions. And when it comes to, I'm going to talk about a personal topic for me is that I come from a background of competing. And if you've been listening for a little while, you know that. And if you're new to listening, um, here I am. <laughs> I used to be a figure competitor, an avid figure competitor since 2007. And Back in when it first started, when I first wanted to do it, it was just something that was fun. But what happened is that a little bit by little bit, things got a little distorted. And the reason why I still wanted to compete, and I'm kind of talking more in 2009 and 2010 here in this area, is I, I started to think that as I changed my body and as I saw those changes occurring, that it was providing me more value whether that was more success in my career, whether that was more accolades from my peers, whatever it was that it was giving me something. And so then when my body wasn't changing or it might not be looking the way I wanted it to, then those things that I found that I found value in were going to go away. And so there's this weight and someone is talking about changing their body where if you put too much value on what you think your body gave you on how it looked, when it goes the reverse direction, well, those things that you thought were so valuable are at risk. And that is kind of, that's where fear sets in. I'm afraid of gaining weight. I'm afraid of intuitive eating. And so for someone that maybe has worked their way through that, and you might be listening thinking, I have worked really hard to get away from wanting to change my body, but yet I still find joy or something exciting about getting bigger shoulders or you know, changing what the tone of my legs might look like or something like that. I want you to hear this part is that when you, this is what we've been talking about kind of since we opened this podcast was the motivation behind the change. And that when the motivation is through value, that if you want to change your body, what helped me in 2015, when I came back to a contest prep was 
how valuable my body was. I was looking at her about everything that she was doing. And as she would achieve something that was really great, I would praise her for it in my own way, not in like an idolist, you know, idolistic way, but in a, in a thankfulness, gratefulness way. And it changed. And I looked the best I'd ever looked in 2015. And I was phenomenal on stage and it was really great. But then when I went back to my healthy body, you know, in late 2015, early 2016, there was still that value there because how she looked didn't give me anything that how I look right now doesn't still give me because it's my same body. Does that make sense? I think that is so beautiful, Kayla, honestly, because what, you know, for me being in my fifties now and having seen, you know, competed as well, all of us have competed, but seeing my body go through some changes, you know, pregnancy and, and uh, a ton of weight loss related to divorce because of the anxiety there. And then, um, then competing. And then now at the menopause phase, like, um, I think when so much value is put on aesthetics, it, what, what is happening as I'm seeing as women are aging, they are feeling less and less, not, I mean, like themselves, but less and less uh, that they can bring value. Like there's, there's a, a disconnection between, um, they just feel less and, and it's, and then you start getting the hormone changes and all of that kind of stuff going on in a big way. And I'm meeting a lot of women my age that are very depressed, um, very uncertain about their future, um, fighting this battle that feels like they can't win. And, and yet you look and, and each individual person has so much value to bring to the world that when it's totally de- defined by the aesthetic, I mean, that, that is so distorted. And that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that battle for change, um, but the motivation behind that change. And for a lot of us growing up, you know, in like in my era, there was so much, I, I mean, even now with social media, it's a lot, but there was so much, we've grown up with this diet mentality and that, you know, it has to look a certain way and whatever. And so I love thinking about, and I talk about this more and more about aging strong and what does that look like? Well, that doesn't just look like strength on the outside. It's strength on the inside to be able to bring messages like this and to get, to bring women into freedom about what is it really that's best for them. And to, to courageously and honestly evaluate what, what might need to change and what they are just really okay with and can walk forward in life with a smile on their face um, and, and yet still have some discipline and, and that serves them well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, really, I, I agree completely. It's a heavy topic. Yeah. It's a heavy yeah. topic because it's, it's, we will always be, our bodies will always be changing. Um, and look, I want to look the way I did when I was 20. I do, but I don't. And, mm-hmm. and like at some point you have to come to a line of acceptance with that. And does that acceptance mean that I still don't want to be improving as I continue to age? Well, I do. It's just how I define that improvement. And that performance and that practice is going to look a lot different than when it did when I was 20, 30, 40. Um, and so I think that's a really important component of the discussion around self-care and love because you, you have to get to a place of acceptance with the stage that you're at. 
You know, I think about it women is, that are just like after, right after pregnancy too. And that awkward feeling, it's like, I really want to encourage women, like be totally with that. Your body just did an amazing thing. You don't have to fit in those jeans like three weeks after you've had the baby. It's totally okay. Let it, you know, let it do, let it serve you. Let her serve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of one client, I, I just have to kind of just bring this up because I think it was, it was a really special time for me serving this particular client. Um, uh, she came to me just prior to having a baby and I had the opportunity to walk her through that time and a year, almost a year after the, the baby and, um, you know, noticing this was her second child and things were changing and it was great because she was incredibly mindful during that period, but she allowed herself space to enjoy life and it not be really intense and to really grow into loving her body um, over time. Where in her mind, she had competed in the past before as well. And she wanted to, she had, we always have that image in our mind that when our body is, we felt like it was at its, its absolute finest, right? We, we right. go back there. Mm-hmm. But um, watching and helping her through that process was a beautiful time. Um, because, and I think she enjoyed that postpartum time a lot, a lot longer and a lot more richly. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. great. I mean, it's really That's the difference huge. between exercising because it makes you feel better and more energized and mm-hmm. more clear-minded and less stressed and, and more confident you know, versus exercising out of punishment or out of because you're afraid of what your body's going to look like if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, you know, can go with eating. Um, something that's really important to remember is that the behaviors, they all look the same from the outside. So on the inside, like, you know, and so it's not as much mm-hmm. about what you're doing, but it's about why mm-hmm. you're doing it. What is that motivation that's pushing you forward? Do you feel like that's a, right. an important component of the conversation that's happening out there right now about, you know, loving your body and still wanting to change it? Um, I sense there's polarization on either side of the issue where I like the, this middle ground is really where I wish mm-hmm. the conversation would continue, you know, kind of merge into. What are you all's perspective on on the current conversations out there. Right. Well, there's, there's no reason for extremes, I believe. Um, an extreme for uh, no change, no discipline, or um, so much on the other side that it's um, overly critical and disordered. Yeah. Um, no and joy. one thing I noted earlier is, yeah, yeah. And discipline is not disorder. Um, and I think that is just a very, very deep, um, a deep thought to focus on, especially um, as this new, this new focus comes up with, with so many women. And I think it's just that intense judgment um, and also the idolization of an expectation that you had upon yourself. Um, and I think that it's, again, it's ever changing, but it's not your body. It's not your kids. It's not your spouse. It's not your work. Your worth or is not in any of those things. So I think it's just so important when, um, I think a lot 
of, of culture and, and men or women can tend to focus on the things that we can control and to manipulate it in such a way that it can become disordered. And mm-hmm. so because we can control it and that control feels so good. Um, but once it gets ripped away from us, if it's, um, something like, Oh, like menopause or obesity or, um, you name it, a tragedy of some sort, um, then we're kind of left hopeless. But when we have a loose grip on something that we get to have that joy in, like you said, Jody, joy in um, stewarding our body uh, with a light grip, but not something that we're controlling in our root of fear, because mm-hmm. that's where it becomes unhealthy. Um, and I think it's just for our listeners just to reflect deeply on that. And as you said, you guys, it's, it's a deep knowing. We know in our intuition and in our hearts if it's something that is rooted in fear or not. If, if we want a treat and we have it, nothing is wrong with that. But when we know that we need to be a little bit more disciplined, um, there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just knowing, again, that middle ground where to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of one thing in particular, and just really short, which was an uh, a eye opening experience for me is um, I think I've shared before that I had a hip injury about two years ago, and I went through a time where I was in a lot of pain, I couldn't train, and that really rocked my identity. Like you know, here I was coaching and doing these things, and it's like. I can't even perform in the gym because I was so uncomfortable and then found out that I had this injury and ended up having a repair surgery. And it was really frightening because in the time of recovery, I literally had a walker to walk to my mailbox and it is like less than a hundred feet from my front door to the mailbox. And I thought, I I remember standing in the driveway and just going, I wonder if I'll ever be able to walk down the block again. And in that moment for me, it was really, I really came to a deeper appreciation of all the things my body had done when I was placed in this position that it was limited and I could, I wasn't able to um, during this recovery period. So um, I stepped back from that experience. I remember the first time stepping into the gym after you know, after getting final clearance from PT and all that stuff, uh, you know, a good six, eight months later. And it was like, I went into the gym with a totally different, totally different perspective. And I was like, I am just so excited that I can like get on this machine and do this and, or, you know, pick up this way or walk across the gym without pain. And, um, and, and so it changed everything for me. I mean, I, I hope that for our listeners, it doesn't, take a health event or, you know, something of that nature to come into appreciation. Like you were saying, Kayla, what, what can, what is she doing for you on a daily basis? Like I took for granted taking a step, you know, or, or walking to the mailbox or, you know, just taking a walk through the neighborhood or, or picking up, you know, doing a back squat or whatever. It's just, it's kind of cool. No, I love that because from my science brain, knowing actually what it takes, like the level of discipline that it does take for a contest prep, for example, or to manipulate um, like a muscle group to make your back grow or all of that is so fascinating to my brain that there becomes an appreciation for my body because I understand what is happening. And so maybe a challenge for you guys listening is if you really struggle in this area to you know, the desire is, you know, to change what you look like and, 
and you may or may not struggle with the fact that if it, if you don't, you know, if your shoulders don't grow fast enough, or if you don't get lean enough fast enough that you're not going to judge yourself, but there might be that disappointment. Maybe take a little bit of extra time to learn what it takes for your body to make those changes. And we have a couple episodes of, you know, fat loss episodes and muscle gaining episodes that I can link in the show notes for you for a little bit of overarching education, but really learning about anatomy and physiology and learning about what's actually happening on the inside can be really encouraging and help you appreciate all the processes that have to go into place. You know, I talk about this a lot with nutrition and in terms of, you know, choosing when to eat food that someone might come and have the goal of fat loss or the goal of muscle gain. We'll talk about fat loss for a second since I've been talking about shoulders growing for like 20 minutes. We'll talk about fat loss and say they, they desire to have less adipose tissue on their body. That's what fat loss is, right? That's leaning up. That's, you know, improving your body composition. And in order to do that, there has to be a caloric restriction of some sort. And when that happens, our body doesn't like it and hunger signals start to flare and we got to start flexing that disciplined muscle that Taylor was talking about. That like discipline is not disorder. Now, if the method or the, the motivation behind wanting to lose body fat is a disordered thought pattern, then your behavior is going to be disorderly. But it's not the behavior itself that is often or ever really the disorder in general. It's the thought pattern behind it because the motivation begins in your mind. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. the self-love begins in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it, it is the best gift that you can give yourself, right? To just, um, mm-hmm. just to think about, I mean, I always go, consider the human eye. And, and just think about, or, or the ear, your ear right now, well, everything that is transpiring for you to actually listen to our words mm-hmm. or what's going on that we, you know, can even speak. It is absolutely incredible and amazing. And we learned to change through all different kinds of processes. Um, I think about it, not even just the aesthetic, but I think of another client that, um, had, had some heart issues and needed to change what was happening internally. We wanted to get that A1C um, marker down. And those were really, you know, I, I remember her saying, I don't care if I lose weight, but this has got to change. And it was interesting when she focused on that particular element changing, that was that the that focus in and of itself was um, the trigger effect that caused all the other things to come into play, which eventually did um, result in weight loss. And so um, I think it too, it's, it's peel it back and think about what, what is that thing that if I really looked at that really made, would make the difference, how might that play out in the total outcome? Um, so important, um, so important to our self-love is awareness. And that's one of our, our um, framework of change. Mm-hmm. It's the so, first stage for sure. You got to yeah. become aware of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this overarching conversation. I envision this being a conversation that we have kind of ongoing. Um, This is not something that's going to go away in our culture. You know, the pendulum usually swings from one side to the other um, over a period of several years. And it wasn't long ago when, um, you know, if it fits your macros and macro counting every morsel and everything was at the top of everyone's to-do list. 
Um, and now as Taylor said, in one, in one extreme to the other, um, now it's don't do anything and don't pay any mind, you know, just, just let your heart lead you. <laughs> and that, that's a dangerous place to be when we're in a fleshly body that um, craves more and more and more and an appetite that is never truly fulfilled by, by the things that are here. So what did you guys think? Come over to our podcast community group on Facebook. It's called Fit Me Forever. And I will put the link to join us down in the show notes. We would love to hear your thoughts. I think this is a conversation that we can continue to have. And um, I would just love to hear what you guys think about it. As you heard, we are open for enrollment for our brand new Fit Me Forever membership program. And in this program, we provide you with a structured exercise routine, which we update every month. And we help you customize it to fit your needs. You'll also receive nutrition guidelines to ensure you're fueling your workout sessions and reaching your goals. And of course, you get community. So within our mobile app, you'll have access to us as your coaches and a tight-knit group of ladies to support you. So you can just go to our website, theomnifit.com, or you can follow the link that is also in the show notes to learn more. As I've said before, guys, Fit Me Forever is about you. It truly is a state of being and not just another program to follow. Talk to you guys next time.